Welcome to the Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Nancy Jamison. And I'm Bill Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. What's up, baby? Hey, baby. What's going on with you? What's going on with you? You got that little sultry thing going on today. Sultry, huh? Well, smoky and I. (laughs) It it could be sleepy. Mm -hmm. Could be the. Could be the thing. Berry. Voiced. (laughs) What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? Barry White. Yeah, Barry White. I couldn't, I'm like, Manolo? No, that's not it. That's no, I funny. did not have my Barry Manolo voice. <laughs> not today. That is Saturday night, mm-hmm. reserved for Saturday night. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been great. It's beautiful. It's uh, Kids are home from school on winter break mm-hmm. and we have decided to stay home this year. Normally we've been, uh, you know, gallivanting internationally for the last few years uh during this time and uh and the request uh was asked the the request was made by uh by our two brilliant ones to stay at home and and have a a christmas a traditional christmas at home right so that's what we're doing we're doing all the things traditional so we're prepping and cooking and wrapping try to tree up and lights around and yeah Mm -hmm. we're ready to go for sure yeah, no, it's great. It's yeah. great. So that's what's going on. I mean, nice. you know, it's it's uh, it's decent outside. They, they're they're threatening snow on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, which is very interesting here in hot Atlanta. <laughs> For sure. But nevertheless, how yeah, are you yeah. feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I'm going to go ahead and jump into magic because yeah, um, Do it. it's uh, one of the reasons why I'm feeling great. Okay, cool. Uh, magic, yes. is, uh, as we define it, is uh, influencing self, others, and life or life and life in an empowering way mm-hmm. and uh today we uh we are you know we got up today to go work out with our trainer and and uh you know one of the things there's some core exercises that we do that uh one of them revolves around shoulders and doing handstands and stuff and and uh you know always challenging for me always challenging for me and today uh he was like you know what Let's do some uh, some uh, those uh, those inverted shoulder presses. You know, let's work on those shoulders. You know, and usually, you know, he gives me like eight or ten, and I'm like, oh crap. Okay, here we go. You know, and I'm you know I feel like I'm lucky, quote unquote, if I get those get those actually done. And uh, today he's like, I don't care how long it takes. You're doing fifty. <laughs> I'm like fifty. He's like fifty. I said, all right, I surrender. Uh-huh. And I don't even really know how long it took me to do it, but here's the thing. I did it. Mm-hmm. I did 50 inverted shoulder presses with my feet up on the uh, bench. Mm-hmm. And, and Lucas has the video to prove it. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. I had no idea. Yeah, so it was, it was, uh, it was all gravy, baby. I mean, as we... Uh, you know, at first it started out as challenging, and then I went through, am I going to get this done? 
And then it got to the point where it was like, oh, I'm surrendered and I'm okay. And, and uh, I just kept on, you know, doing three or four at a time until I hit 50. And it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had no idea. Yeah. If you had told me before today that I could do 50 handstand <laughs> presses, I would have said, <laughs> go jump. <laughs> but no, not anymore. So that's my magic. Oh, cool. No excuses. Yep. I love it. Now you know. No more... Uh now you know. Now mm. you can never undo what you have done. That's right. The possibility is is awesome. Breaking, yeah. breaking through those limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what I enjoyed about watching that, the magic for me was I definitely saw the surrender moment in which you were open and receiving. And so your shoulders literally like locked out and open as you were pushing yourself back into that into that V and you know, because um, I think that they're called or another name from them is L presses to where you're locking oh, out yeah, and yeah. you're, and you're, um, but just to create that expansion in your shoulders. And for me, what I enjoyed again, so there's that, but I also enjoyed watching those muscles pop out, mm. just your shoulder muscles and your triceps and your biceps and all the muscles in your forearms and just you getting it, like you, you getting it was very, empowering for me to watch and very um it's very sexy i mean mm. you just totally like i just saw you working through the whole thing and then by the end of it, it you were like yeah hell yeah this is me roar so <laughs> i just i just really appreciated that thank you yeah it was awesome mm-hmm. thank you i'm really glad luke got some video too that's great yeah and the pull-ups too because your next exercise was 50 pull-ups or something like that wasn't no, it no oh no no oh <laughs> how many pull-ups did he have you do no i didn't do pull-ups Oh, oh, the knee raises. Yeah, I did 30 or 40 knee raises. Oh, is that ha- all? Hang, hanging from a bar. <laughs> hanging knee raises. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you got video of that too. Oh my goodness. Cool. So my magic is all around our gift that we love giving out this time of year. So clients, friends, family, uh, ladies at the office. I mean, it was just really everybody gets one of these that... Um, that we just really appreciate the sentiment and the intention behind giving the gift. And so the gift is uh, the Louise Hay You Can Heal Your Life calendar. And so I believe they morphed that into You Can Do It calendar. And so it's 365 days of affirmations. And so each page is a different affirmation and then each year is a different theme. So sometimes the photography, it'll be uh, real photography of landscapes and birds and mm-hmm. flowers and, and those types of things. Or, or um, one year it was like fanciful artwork. One year was all abstract artwork. And um, so I'll be curious to see what this year is. So we've been doing this now close to 10 years. And the, the count of the calendars definitely increases every year. And the intention behind it is is to give somebody every day like this boost of affirmation and, and just, you know, the opportunity to choose, choose the affirmation or choose joy or, or and if, if it brings up something, then just to be curious about whatever it is that, bring, that, that particular affirmation brings up. And mm-hmm. so 
it's beautiful. Every time somebody, I mean, the feedback that we get is that every time somebody looks at the calendar or turns the page of the calendar, they're like, oh my gosh, we think of you. And, you know, we send you love for giving us such a beautiful gift. And I mean, everybody loves these things. And we get things like, thank goodness that we get your, oh, I was hoping that we were going to get your calendar this year. Oh my gosh, we were looking forward to your calendar this year. And um, uh, one of our one of our friends says that they save the pages and use them as bookmarks. And yeah, another which one is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another one of our clients says they save the pages and they send them to other people, like as little gifts, like in note cards or, mm. or their birthday cards or something, which I think is really sweet. So it's just really neat to see how people utilize the, um, the love and the affirmation and we love giving them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, you know, we just really appreciate, um, Louise Hay. And if you've never read that book, You Can Heal Heal Your Life, that's another little bonus gold nugget. So so we have... Which I think we actually referenced in our podcast around... Oh, foundational books. uh, Foundational books. Yeah. I don't know if we put it in as a foundational book. I don't remember. But I know it's definitely like in our top 20. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's right there on my bedside table as I'm looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. We look at that thing all the time. And, um, yeah, so we have 15 or 20 friends coming over tomorrow, um, to celebrate and, you know, Christmas and we're having like, uh, everybody's over for dinner and and that kind of stuff. And we get to give out our calendars to that group of, um, of friends and family. So we're super excited Mm -hmm. about that. Yep. Great magic for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. 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 So, you know, today. Yes. You know what we're talking about? Well, I know what we're talking about. You you wanted to let them know, our jam fam, our amazing people. Yeah, it's uh, it's that whole thing around being being late mm. or tardy. Mm-hmm. Tardy? That's a word for late. Yeah, tardy. Tardy. <laughs> Tardiness. Yeah, late late to appointments. <laughs> you know, late to late to work. Late to mm-hmm. you know anything that you have scheduled that you're Ooh. that you're late for. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, it's this, like it's like a thing, right? Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. This may be a bit of a rant too, because I guess I definitely have a charge around this. This is this is one of those this well, is one of those things. That's why I called this episode <laughs> "Is Being Late a Deal Breaker?" Because sometimes you know I'm like, that's it, you're done, <laughs> I'm complete with you, forget about it. So yeah, so let's see. In this episode, yeah, what kicked off this rant? That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, lead the charge, baby. And then we'll it off for just you. really like characteristics of lateness and then, you know, some some takeaways, some some different ways, different solutions that that we use to uh, squelch that uh, that sting from people being late. But, you know, you want me to kick it off? Yeah, let's kick it off. You're very passionate about this. <laughs> so... We were we're in the process of hiring a virtual assistant or two virtual assistants uh, to leverage our podcast and um, uh, coaching admin and then maybe even some real estate admin. Mm-hmm. And so it's been an interesting it, it's it's been interesting. So we've we've created well I've created you know job descriptions and and just different lists of things, standard operating procedures, if you will, of things that we want um, our one or two VAs to do. And uh, a so VA we, is a virtual assistant. Yeah, virtual assistant. Oh, I, did, I don't remember if you said that or not. You did. Yep. Okay. Sorry. So the um, the result of this, this topic came up because we had a business meeting over the weekend with a virtual assistant company that 
touts some really very cool things that they're able to do and how they train their VAs and, and, and vet them and continue to train them and then pair them with uh, us and then just all kinds of really cool stuff. So we were very excited. We had one initial meeting with them already and then we were to have another meeting uh, with them. Mm-hmm. And so the meeting scheduled and it was a Zoom call and it was at the top of the hour and then six minutes pass and there's still no there's still no Zoom link and then there's no phone call. And then so I actually ended up calling the owner of the company who we were supposed to meet with. Right. And it was about 10 minutes after, maybe even 12 minutes after at this point. And then he, and he answers the phone and I was like, Hey, you know, I I never got a zoom link. So I called you and, uh, and he's like, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about our appointment. I was like, Oh, he's like, Oh, wait, 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 let me get a zoom link. And, um, so he finally got us the Zoom link. And then I was like, and then we were waiting on somebody else to to uh, pick up and attend the call as well. And by the time, you know, 1120 rolled around, it, you and I had already shifted gears into mm-hmm. something else. And, you know, I mean, yes, we had blocked out the time for the call, yet we were now 20, 25, 30 minutes into the time frame, and we had already shifted gear. So we moved on and then ultimately rescheduled the call for, for um, that afternoon. But it just left a really interesting uh, taste in my mouth. And so, you know, I noodled on it as I moved throughout the day and the different appointments and that kind of stuff. And as a business owner, yeah, I don't, that is not what I would say to a listing appointment, (laughs) oh, I completely forgot about our appointment today. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine? I mean, forget it. We wouldn't not only get that listing, but the client would just rant to everybody else about how you can't believe these real estate agents and this company and da 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 da, and they're so unprofessional. And I could just see it getting out of control. So I think it's interesting that he started off the conversation like that and then you know it definitely puts the question in my mind as if I want to do business with them because if they're that aloof about their phone call you know here I am about to spend you know a sizable chunk of change I mean we're going to hire a full-time virtual assistant so you know it's a decent amount of money for a commitment so it just it it puts me in a space of how do I feel about mm-hmm. lateness as a whole, as a value, so. Is there anything around that that you took personally? Well, the, so that's what I was That's what I was checking out. I'm like, you know, what is this? Or how do I, how does this, how do, how do I look at this for me? Like where do, if I were to show up like that, and that's when I got to the listing appointment um, scenario was mm-hmm. like, would I ever show up late to a listing appointment and Mm -hmm. then say i forgot about our listing appointment i'm so sorry i'm late like i just don't ever think that that would ever come out of my mouth right right was was there was there uh ever a time when you were late or chronically late or it was becoming habitual for a minute i've never experienced you really being late late no, I remember like my first, like when I first started working, I would, I would show up late to work, mm-hmm. you know, 
I mean, I was bagging groceries and a cashier at a grocery store. That wasn't my and favorite were, job. And you're how old? Ever. Oh, and, that, and I was like 14. Right. <laughs> right. So maybe 15. Because mm-hmm. my first job was making donuts yes. at five o'clock in the morning. And I was definitely on time for that. So, uh, I, of course, there have been times that I've been late. I mean, of course there are, you know, mm. whether it's. I didn't leave in enough time or there was one more thing that I needed to do. And we talk about that a little bit further um, down where I wrote some notes, but I, you know, and nobody's perfect. I guess I, I what I'm saying is, you know, it's the chronic lateness or it's the, um, I, I just, I don't. Chronic or habitual or, I mean, cause we all have those people in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, and I, you know, there's a certain amount of surrender to time that I've developed over time where it's like, okay, things do start late and things do run late and that kind of thing. And, you know, there was a, there, and there was a time where I was very uptight about it, you know, about, you know, the timeliness of things, you know, and, uh, rigid mm-hmm. and I've become less rigid over time, but yet I, you know, I, there are, there are some people in, in, our lives, and I'm sure everybody's lives, or you might be one of them that is, you're late for everything. Yeah. You know, and, and, and have never looked at it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's a thing. Uh, oh, you know, you know, you know, Shelly, she's late every time, you know, and everybody knows Shelly's late every time, <laughs> you know, and, you know, where, where's the dependability in that? Or the, cause I mean, I guess they're consistent. They're consistently late, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, but what would it look like to be consistently on time and value? yourself enough to put yourself there mm-hmm. on time or beforehand mm-hmm. you know for yourself and then for others yep so yeah yep so that's so that's that so what comes up as a result of uh like emotions and feelings for me as it it relates to being late like there's a certain uh, I don't want to say, well, it's kind of, it's kind of like a disrespect. Right. Like there's a disrespect for my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a disrespect for their time first. Like yeah. really like, and I, and I feel like you just touched on that. Yep. And so that's, that's how I look at that. And, you know, one could say that it's selfish. You know, mm. I, I can see. I can see how somebody would experience selfishness. Like you're so selfish. Like, and again, I think it's a lot all along that same vein of my time is just as valuable as your time. Mm-hmm. So what creates a priority for you versus me not being a priority, which again, there's that conversation too. Like I'm not a priority. Like yeah. whatever it is that you're doing takes precedent over whatever it is that, I was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, what else? Does anything else come up for you around that? Um, no, just, you know, that little rant I had there a second ago, but it was, it's, yeah. I just feel like it's a easy area to look at mm-hmm. in your life and uh or it can be you know and uh addressing it or acknowledging it is you know as we know is half the battle and then um you know and then having some people hold you accountable to to being on time and seeing what it feels like you know challenging yourself to be on time for a few days or a a week and you know see what shifts you know 
you have in your life. It's like me doing those 50... Um, uh, L presses. L presses, those mm -hmm. shoulder presses on the bench. You know, I, w once I hit... Once I hit 40, actually, when I hit 30 or 35, I knew I could get to 50, mm, mm -hmm. you know? So if you're on time, if you can, if you can string together, you know, some wins and get, you know, three or four or five appointments back to back on time, I feel, you know, I feel like, you know, there's a win there that you you can see where, you know, you could habitually be on time or be early as opposed to, you know, not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's mindset, you mm -hmm. know, and I think, you know, we say a lot, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I think that there's times where, you know, Miss Shelley uh, could be, is on time for things that she really wants to be on time for. You know, the hair appointment or the, um, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, what things that she feels are priority or she's most connected with, right. I think. Right. You know, and so it's, um, yeah, it it's... It is interesting. The The more meaning in which you make for being on time to that appointment creates the situation where it's like, no, I'm, I'm on time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. o otherwise, it falls to you because, you know, and that's a high standard. You know, being on time for certain appointments is a high standard. Otherwise, it falls to your lowest standard, which is, you know, for some people being 5, 10, 15. 90 minutes. 90 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's other things too. You know, there's serial multitasking. For what? You mean behind being... Being late, being like tardy or chronically tardy. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it, doing too much at one time, not focusing on your one thing. You mm -hmm. know, there's that book called The One Thing, which uh, Gary Keller wrote, and it's fantastic. It really talks about focusing on that one thing so you can be the best and do the most at what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. And we all we already know that multitasking does not get you anywhere fast. Well, and it's also kind of... it's also it's like time management. It's a misnomer. Mm -hmm. Multitasking is not productive. It's actually counterproductive. Right. It's like, let me do one more thing before I leave. That's what I was saying before. Like, I remember, you know, let me just, oh, I've got 10 minutes before I have to be in the car. So let me just see what I can squeeze into these 10 minutes. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. That's funny and it true. Is. Wow. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that... I, and so... To me, in that moment, it's that's more like, is that a control thing where I'm, where I'm, or is that a self worth thing where it's where it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to give myself the gift of being a little early or or the idea of. I'm just something it's like does procrastination play into that you know or or again back to that control thing like is it a control conversation where you're controlling the the flow you know you're controlling the flow and it could be you could look at it as like passive aggressive too mm. you know like especially if you're chronic you know uh, a late a lot for certain appointments with certain people you know yes like to your point it is it could be around control or or, um, yeah, just trying to control a situation that you don't feel that you have any other control over. Mm. So Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll have to think about that a little bit more. That is, that is interesting. But, yes, the serial multitasking, I get that for mm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, you know, and I think that plays into the whole squirrel 
thing. You know, <laughs> like it, it's like I'm uh, I'm leaving right before it's time to go someplace, and it's like, ooh, you know, there's that bright shiny object, and mm. you know, again, I think that ties into that whole serial multitasking thing. It's like, ooh, what is this about? Ooh, I have time to open up this email. Ooh. I've totally done that too. <laughs> like, you know, especially now, like working out, working from the house, mm-hmm. you know, it like as much as we do now. And uh, I'll be like, oh, you know, I could throw in that load of laundry before I get out of the house so that, oh, you know, gosh. things are ready when I get back or whatever, you know, and then like, and then I'm late. Yep. And then I'm late. I'm like, that didn't make any sense. It, there's, it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it made sense at the time mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So there's that whole thing about miscalculating time, right? Which, yeah, again, which plays into miscal- miscalculating time. Mm-hmm. So um, it is interesting because when we were talking about this, I, I did a quick Google search mm-hmm. and this this study came up from this professor. And I'm just going to read my little notes here. It's from a professor at San Diego State University, um, psychologist Jeff Conti. All right. So he studied type A personalities and type B personalities based on time and so it says type a personalities tend to be more aware of timeliness than the more laid-back type b personality he goes on to say what's interesting is that two types literally process time differently the more highly organized ambitious and impatient type a personality estimates that a minute past is at 58 seconds Whereas the laid back type B personality perceives that a minute passes in 77 seconds. That is fascinating. Yeah. So he fascinating. 18 seconds difference, he says, can add up over time, which of course it is. Yes. So that's really, really interesting. I never even thought about thinking about from just like the actual perception of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they literally do have the habit of not knowing how to tell time is, is what that tells me. <laughs> Is that, you know, like, like yeah. there, there's a, there's a distinction in other words, like type A feels that time is this time mm-hmm. and type B feels that time is this time mm-hmm. and neither one of them are accurate. Right, so, <laughs> right, right, right. Neither right. one of them know how to tell time. That's funny. And can you imagine this on a listing presentation or on a buyer consultation or in a coaching appointment when you have a type, when you have like a, a D or like a driver or somebody who's very decisive mm-hmm. and they're just typically that is a type A personality. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they're very driven. They're very cut to the chase. And so they're the 58 second person. And then their client or their coaching client is the type B and they're more laid back. And now all of a sudden they're going to show up a little bit later. Mm -hmm. You know, like that could create some friction. And a total sidebar, what I love what you do on uh, listing appointments is, you you know, you walk up to the door and knock and ring the doorbell and, when they answer, you're like, we had an appointment at 10 a.m. and here it is 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. How you doing today? Oh, I totally do that. And I look mm-hmm. at my watch and uh-huh. I'm like, hey, it's 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, we're time to time to time for our appointment. Yep. So, yes. And uh, I thought that was really fascinating. Just, you know, again, based on that whole miscalculation of time, because all of these things just play into one another. And, you know, it's like, what do you do? Well, okay. So. You know, I hear you on all this and your rant and, you know, definitely like a, a little bit of a trigger point, you know, for you or, you know, trigger, whatever, where you want to use. But Well, so integrity is one of my values, right. you know, and like 
if if integrity is my value and I associate integrity with timeliness, then of course I'm going to hold time as a high value mm-hmm. as well because you say what you're going to do, and if you don't show up, then you're not doing what you say you're going to do. So, right. <laughs> that's why. That's why it's a trigger. Got it. Cool. So then, what solutions do you have for uh, for the folks that you know might be uh, relating to this conversation? Mm-hmm. So. A couple of things come up. We uh, we talked about um, earlier before we got on the mic and just really revisited the listing presentation and how I ask questions. Yeah. So I'll ask one of my questions and I'll either do it in the pre-qualification script before I go over there or while I'm at their house and I'll say, how do I win with you? Mm-hmm. And how do I lose with you? Mm-hmm. And so I hear all kinds of things like communication, like you win with me with communication and you lose with me if you don't communicate with me. You win with me if you, you know, integrity, do what you say you're going to do and you lose with me when you don't. And so it's stuff like that or it's, you know, marketing this way. And I mean, it's usually, you know, one to two to three things and those patterns repeat client to client. Right. And... It's the same thing goes with me. And I said, okay, cool. Thank you so much for sharing. This is how you win with me and this is how you lose with me. And so it's it's setting those communications up front, I feel. It's really, it's like, okay, these are, this is what I value and, and I have an understanding now of what you value. So we set those things up in the front. Um, that's how we do it on the the business side of things. And, you know, there's a few more questions that, that we'll ask or, or we'll go into. But, um, but then on the personal side of things, uh, it's really sharing with whomever that other person is the impact of yeah, I love that. what it feels like when they don't show up on mm-hmm. time. And so really, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it's an emotional withdrawal. It's a, it's a withdrawal from our emotional bank account when somebody is late. And so we tell them, you know, I tell them how I feel about it or how, how it makes me feel about it. So it's just, uh, and then that's it. You know, I mean, it's nothing more than that. There is anything else attached to it. It's like, here, this is how, this is the impact of you being late. And this is as a result of that, this is what I feel this, this, and this. And then, you know, we go on. And then normally I just, I focus on what I can gain and what the win-win is out Mm. of the relationship. So in this example of the VA company, like, yes, this is an example of where the tardiness happened, yet there's so much more that we can win out of utilizing this, um, this VA virtual assistant company for the purpose of leveraging for the podcast and, and the, and coaching and real estate. Right. And so that's what I'm choosing to focus on. Now he has an understanding of how I like to be communicated with because, you know, and I guess if, if that situation ever happened, then I wouldn't have necessarily brought that up yet. Now we have a better understanding of each yep. other. And here we are. Yep. So totally. How about you? How about me? What? What do you, what do you like to, like, are there any solutions that you have or that you've utilized before to where you will either 
curtail like what solutions do you have for like the whole tardiness conversation i guess is what i'm trying to say you know there was a point um where i was late and tardy you know for a big part of my life and i ended up working for a restaurant group that um where if you were (laughs) if you were on time you were late Mm -hmm. and there were consequences for that Mm -hmm. and if you were early there were consequences for that too (laughs) You know, you know, great consequences as, you know, empowering, you know, a better section or a better, you know, a better position or rank within the restaurant for that shift or whatever, as opposed to, you know, being later on time and being sent home. Is this Houston's? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, so that, that definitely helped me to recontextualize my thinking around being late, Mm -hmm. you know, cause, and, you know, and, and I, I embrace being early because it just gives me time to be present. You know, if I'm there early, I can like, I, I can relax because if I'm late, I'm like, you know, my, my brain's all over the place mm. and your uh, emotions, you're hyper sweating. Yeah. Out. <laughs> and you're doing anything but thinking about what you're going to be really doing next. Right. You know, or you're trying to rush and prepare, you know, in the car or whatever you're doing on the way. It's just not, it's not effective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that I mean, and, you know, and, <laughs> a quick little story is, you know, uh, when I was when I was younger, uh, I was always late for the school bus, mm-hmm. and the consequence for that, living in Chicago in the middle of winter and coming up, <laughs> was that you know my I come out of the shower, throw on clothes, and run out the run out the door, mm-hmm. and my hair would freeze. <laughs> it'd be you know it'd be minus twenty seven, and you know my hair would God. freeze, and I'd be chasing the uh, chasing the school bus down. I'd be late to the one stop, so but I knew I could run a couple blocks and catch the bus when it came around the corner to get me to school. And you know, and it just it just was not empowering. Mm. You know, I didn't I didn't enjoy it, and yet that wasn't strong enough. That wasn't strong enough to, to motivate me to do something different. But when, when it came to money mm-hmm. uh, and, and my money and how I was making a living, mm. uh, that got a little more motivating for me. So that, you know, my big why got, my why got a little bigger and I, and I made some changes and it stuck. Mm-hmm. It stuck. So uh, I love being early. I love being early. I always have, you know, I always have a book or something with me that I can read or, um, you know, when I'm early, then I can review the properties that I'm going to be showing. So I look like even more of an expert, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm showing each house yeah, and prepared. Yeah. They know that I've taken the time to really review what, uh, what they're going to be looking at. So, uh, you know, and again, it takes a lot of the worry and the angst and stuff out of it for me. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and the energy and being prepared and the confidence comes across to the client. It comes across to the business prospect or the coach or the, um, coaching client, like all of that comes across. Mm-hmm. just like the frantic, chaotic, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, blustery, like blowing in on two yeah. wheels kind of situation where it's like, ah, you yeah, know. Totally. It's, it totally it, it, too. it takes away credibility when you're coming in, like you said, on two wheels. Mm-hmm. And you start, apolog- the first thing you do is start apologizing for your actions. Yeah. Yeah, that, that gets you real far. <laughs> well, that's better than, oh my gosh, I forgot about our meeting. Well, that's true too. <laughs> I, but, I, and either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, what if you're like, what if you're like married to somebody that's like chronically late or tardy? Oh man. Um, drive separately. Okay. <laughs> I would say drive separately. There's a way to, uh, to be, uh, Ooh, that's a big stand independent right and take a stand. Yeah. And, uh, 
not take things personally. Yeah, be like, look, okay, cool. You know, if you want the experience of late, give me the concert ticket, give me the movie ticket. Mm-hmm. I'll make the reservations in my name. Right. <laughs> and then you can come join me, I guess, whenever, you know, I mean, it's yeah. really however yeah, far you want to I'll see you it. at the party. I'll mm-hmm. see you at the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. It, I think it really... It's taking a stand, though. It is taking a stand. And the interesting thing about being late also is that it's... When you show up late, like, let's say you're sup- you you agree to be someplace at, at 7 o'clock, but you show up at 7.15, and it's from 7 to 8, then that means that 25% of the time, you're not there. Mm-hmm. 25% of the time, they don't get to spend with you, whomever you're spending with. Mm-hmm. And so now your your appointment or your family gathering or whatever it is, is only 75%. Yep. That's not showing up 100%. No. That's not, that's, you know, it's just not what we're playing for. So it, it's just an interesting, it's a great way to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. So if you're married, I would say drive separate. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I love that whole thing, circling back just a little bit, that whole thing about, you know, letting people know what the impact is mm-hmm. uh, when you're late or talking to yourself. What's the impact on you when you are, you know, not keeping your word essentially? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. You know, you're mm-hmm. breaking a promise to yourself. Yep. I, I'm going to be there at 11 o'clock and you get there at 11.05, you broke a promise. Right. And it just, and now you're hardwiring in that it's okay to or, or, break your promise or, or you're, not show up. Or you're or, beating the crap out of yourself, you know, for the judgment of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can never be on time. I can never, I can never hardwiring, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, yep. cool. Anything else? I don't know. That's a lot. Well, I, I, in summary, I would say look at where you do show up on time. Yes. And and the and the feeling associated with that. Yes, and be in gratitude for where you do show up on time mm-hmm. and then be open to receiving the feedback from people when they share with you that when you don't show up on time that it impacts them. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you can evolve that. Yep. That's how you can increase your the promises that you keep to yourself. And really like to wrap all of this up in this nice beautiful Christmas bow is just to remember that when you value and respect your time, that is also demonstrating that you value and respect other people's time. Mm -hmm. And so when you show up for yourself, you then show up for them too. And that's really what we're doing here, is increasing the relationship to yourself, which then increases your relationships to your partner, significant other, your business partner, your clients, all of those things, family. So that's what we're doing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Any questions or um, concerns or just want to reach out and say hi? We're at sexmoneyrealestate at gmail.com. Yes. We're on Instagram at the same. Yes. We're at Facebook at the same. Yes. Join so. our group. We, um, we're we about to start doing lives inside of the um, the Sex Money Real Estate private Facebook group we're getting a lot of um, interesting questions that we people are asking us to go deeper on deeper in on. And so we're going to, we're going to start doing lives on yeah. a, uh, yeah. from within the private group. Yeah. Within the private group. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Totally. So it's, uh, it's awesome. It is awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. that's, uh, that's what I got. I'm going to wish uh, happy holidays and happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas and, and uh, happy new years, even though I'll, I'll 
we'll have another. Yeah, I think we'll. Well, yeah, because we're going to do our, our next broadcast. Or broadcast. Our next episode, I feel like we're going to do word of the year. Yeah, let's talk choosing, about yeah intentions and word of the year for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, choosing a word of the year. Why word of the year and intentions in lieu of resolutions. Yes. Yeah. All it's Because um, you know us. We're very intentional. So again, any questions or comments or you want us to, to talk about anything in particular, reach out, please. Otherwise, wishing you all the very best. Love goes out and we'll see you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. Wow. What a show. Thank you so much for listening. If you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow our show. I'm Nancy Jameson. And I'm Bill Jameson. And remember, it's a great life. Woo! (laughs) Quick note about the Sex, Money, and Real Estate podcast. We are not doctors or licensed therapists. We are a joyous, abundant, and mature couple passionately sharing our story of growth around sex, money, and real estate. Our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are our own, so please consult your doctor, healthcare provider, or your broker regarding any questions or issues you have related to your physical or mental health or specific state laws regarding your real estate business.